You're listening to Random Fit with hosts Wendy Batts and Ken Miller, winner of a Gold Markham Award for Digital Media. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Random Fit with myself, Wendy Batts, and co-host Ken Miller. Ken, how are you today? I'm great, Wendy. How are you doing? You're looking good? Oh, thanks. Um, I am great. <laughs> and I find um, when you said that we were going to talk about orienteering, I was like, I have no idea what this is. I was like really ready to dive deep into the conversation because I had to do a lot of research to find out a little bit about this topic. So I'm really thankful that you brought it up. And why don't you start us off and tell us what orienteering is? Well, orienteering, Wendy. <laughs> orienteering? Am I even, I'm not saying it wrong. Oh, geez. Orienteering. Orient. I know. Anytime you add anything more than three syllables, you, 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 you it's you past. Gotta, are you yeah. saying that that's too much for me? Is that what you got? You got to focus a little bit. Focus. But with <laughs> with orienteering, I remember. Uh, I had, a, I had actually a couple clients over the years that um, were involved with orienteering from a recreational standpoint. So basically it's, it's just, it's a, it's an outdoor sport where you, you have the outdoors obviously, but you're going from, and it's different for the, the different areas in the world as this is a definitely a global, global sport, but basically you have a map. A compass and your and your trail shoes and you just go out there and you run so uh basically it's a, it's, it combines navigation um it, there's a lot of social interaction because you can work in teams as well but basically you go from landmark to landmark and and de depending on the difficulty or the challenge or the level of competition of orienteering you're going from landmark to landmark you have to navigate through terrain and the idea here is that if you're really going about it from the sports standpoint is that you're trying to do this in the shortest amount of time possible against the competitors in your field. So um, years ago, I had a client or actually a, a couple clients over the years that were involved in and they said it was the, the, the funnest thing ever. So they, they had a great time with it. Yeah, well, I, I never got involved. I never got involved with it, but they said they had a, 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 a heck of a time doing it. I will say that I would be terrible, terrible at this because my sense of direction, when I'm going forward, that's always north, to the left is always west, to the right is always east, and behind me is always south. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter where I'm standing, that's how my world, like my brain thinks. So if I had to actually just be dropped off in the middle of nowhere and try to use a map, I mean, if I don't have Google Maps or something with my phone telling me which way to turn, I would be a lost soul for sure. But let's talk about the history of it. So the history of, of this particular sport, it actually originated with the military in Scandinavia in the early 19th centuries or century. Geez. And then um, it became more of a competitive sports or sport in 1919 in Sweden. And so I'm like, OK, they have this thing called the father of orienteering and his name is Ernest Killender. And he was the one that actually decided to make this a sport because he found it fascinating that, like you said, on a social standpoint, people had to come together because there's no signage of anything. It, they, they really have a strong belief. Anyone that's a competitor, they're all about nature. So their motto itself, which I, I like the motto, it's take nothing away, leave nothing behind. And the purpose is make sure you pick up your trash, 
you don't step on the flowers and you don't leave a footprint in nature. It's all about you just navigating through the course and you want to try to end up being the first one at the finish line, wherever that may be. Yeah. So from, from that, definitely a sport that evolved out of necessity, right? Because you don't want your, yeah, you don't want your, your unit to, you know, go out there and where are they? Right. So (laughs) if you, uh, so if you, if you definitely take that into consideration, it is a sport that was, that, that was built out of necessity. But one of the, one of the things that I got Wendy from, from this is just, as as physically and as mentally challenging as this sport is and it is a sport and it's just amazing wendy as as we as we dive into different activities and and we get out of the us again we have a a a bias towards what we see in front of us every day but when when you look at the you know what's out there and you know and and when you read this information on orienteering it's like why don't we do more of this because it is it is so it's so interesting that Wendy, I, I looked up local orienteering groups, right? Because I not just for myself, but for my kids, I think these are these are useful skills to have. If you're out in the woods, the last thing I mean, the, and there's a lot of nature out there, right? The national parks, a lot of great a lot of great stuff out there. But I think when when you look at the sport of orienteering and what you need to be able to do to be successful at it, or actually even be decent at it, you have to know how a compass works. I mean, how many kids know how to do that? You know, or even, you know, without Google Maps, Wendy, it just tells you, okay, just go this way, just go that way. But being able to use a map, you remember the Thomas Guide? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, okay, which okay, I'm in B four. Where's B four? Okay, that's right. But when you're talking about orientation, you have to be able to use those. I, I, I would, after looking at, it, it's a life skill. Mm-hmm. It's a life skill that I think we we could all benefit from. So plan, picture, and direction are the basic orienteering skills when you want to look at, okay, where are we? And, you know, where are we going to go? Where are we headed? You know, you have to point yourself in the right direction. And, and it, plan, picture, and direction. If you have those three things, then you, you, you basically understand what the sport is about. But I guess over time, this is what skills you're trying to hone. Well, and I I was like, it can't be that big, you know, because I'd never heard about it. I did not know anything about it until you had said it. And I was like, what are you talking about? And they actually hold one of the biggest meets that they have. They hold this every single year in Scandinavia. And it started back in 1965 and it attracts more than you ready for this 15,000 competitors every single year. I'm like, wow, okay, way bigger than I thought. And, you know, with 15,000 people, at least I have someone I can follow maybe because, again, if I'm holding this map, I'm going to be, I'm just, I'm telling you guys, I'm I'm very challenged in that specific area of direction. (laughs) Yeah, I, again, I think this is, this is one of those things that we research, Wendy, that we both have to do. We both have to do. I'm all about it. Let's do it. There's so much reading. I mean, there was so many, there's a lot of websites, but again, I just researched what local orienteering clubs there are in my area. And I encourage you as a listener of the Random Fit uh, podcast that if you're 
listening to us to this point regarding orienteering. I mean, the the title is what it is, right? This is n- nature's gym. You are out there. You are going out there. I think it, you you just have to experience this, just as I do. And you're gonna have to hold me accountable, or you don't hold me accountable because I, I I am generally interested in getting out there and trying this out. Just it was just so interesting, the the fitness aspect. So when 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 you're navigating out the outdoors, you're you're now having to have to run right this is a timed this is a timed sport if you're if you're competing at that level but that's where the fitness side definitely comes into play uh from the standpoint that you have to know where you're going and then give it all you got when it comes to managing the terrain so from an exercise standpoint as we've talked about on other episodes Wendy I just you know I'm always looking for other ways to challenge myself so from the health aspect of it, it's, it gives you something to train for. So if you have clients, like I have clients who like to run, maybe even occasional uh, trail run or, or an obstacle course race, which we've also uh, touched on that topic on Random Fit, uh, this might be a great way to augment your outdoor training and still get the cardio, the cardio component to it. Yes, indeed. And today on Random Fit, Ken Miller and myself, Wendy Bats, we're talking about navigating nature's gym and we're talking about orienteering. Orienteering. I'm going to say it over and over and over again. And, you know, Ken, I think you bring up a really important point because I w- as I was researching and learning more about it, I'm like, you know what, can anybody do this? And the answer to that is yes. And there are different skill levels, just as any other sport, where if you're just starting out some of the courses and terrain and your your ability, they have kind of like easy, moderate and hard. So it's not like when you first go into this, that you're going to be doing some extreme hikes and you're going to be going long distances. They do have some shorter courses that you can do based on on what it is that you're going to do. Plus, it, one of the main reasons that, that this has been a, such a growing sport is because you can do this as a family. So if you have younger children, they may not be able to go as long as someone like myself or you can, you know, because you have to think you're walking, you're jogging. There are, you know, the terrain that you're going to be crossing. You're going to be having to think about a lot of different aspects on the physical side of you, not just cardiovascularly, because you have to have the endurance, but muscularly as well. And I think, you know, if you are going to get yourself into this type of sport, you definitely want to train yourself accordingly because you want to make sure that you, you know, you've got strong ankles, that your ankles are in good positioning. You've got good range of motion, but the muscles that protect that joint are able to go into different directions because it's not just a flat surface. Like you're walking on the street, you are in nature. So you've got that you're crossing over logs, you're jumping over, you know, walking through river and, and different types of water uh, so it's it's fascinating looking at the different courses. And I don't know if you did that, Ken, but I'm like, man, that that really does look pretty fun. <laughs> well, th- that was why I had those two clients, because they were training for this sport. So the ankle mobility that you bring up, Wendy, that that's one of those conditions. I mean, a lot of people that, you know, if you're if you're a business professional with fixed old shoes, you're behind the desk all day, ankle mobility, hip mobility, one of those things that, you know, tend to go down over time. So those things are affected by the seated posture 
uh, especially for the for longer days and if you travel even more so so that was that was one of the big concerns so you're talking about you know the ankle mobility as you're crossing creeks uh, jumping over stumps maneuvering the terrain uh, mobility was not I mean, it wasn't just conditioning conditioning is important but actual mobility to be able to take high steps jump down and you know to zigzag climb and descend those were all the things that we had to work on uh, because this person wanted to get better and when they evaluated where physically they needed more help it was actually having the hip mobility to climb descend zigzag all all of that good stuff but yeah. it just i mean it's just like with with most other people from a conditioning standpoint not only are we looking at the heart and lungs but if you're off-road you're on trail there are more physical demands there than somebody who's just running on the street or or the treadmill so easier to challenge the heart and lungs that way but from an orienteering or a purposeful goal like being able to maneuver terrain uh, there's there's a lot more demand on the body and you have to train accordingly but well, and we don't yeah. want to think you don't want to forget about weight management. I mean, think about the amount of calories that you're burning. And so if you do want to drop some weight, you want to be outside. This could be an incredible thing for you to look into if that interests you. But I think on a strength side, it's really important too when we're talking about hip mobility. Also think about the back, lower back and the shoulders, because some people do wear a backpack. And, you know, if you're going to be going for longer distances, you need to carry your water. Or even if it's an overnight type orienteering, you know, you've got to think about what you need to survive over, you know, however many days you're going to do it. Or is it just a day day um, competition? So I think you make it whatever you want it to be. And you can find courses that are going to allow you to go in to your ability of what you want to get out of it. But you know, when we talk about the cardiovascular side, we're talking about weight management, we're talking about mobility. Balance is also going to be important because there are certain courses where you're walking on top of logs in order to get to the other side, like instead of crossing over a bridge or crossing over a log. And so balance is also going to be key. So when we talk about all like including everything into your programming, it's not when we talk about dailies or activities of daily living, this is also going to be activities of what you need for the sport. So you get what you train for. So you want to make sure that you're working on all components of your fitness aspect when you're in the gym. The, the biggest part that I saw, Wendy, in putting it all together, as you said, is that there are different levels of competition. But there are also introductory classes. There are introductory workshops that will discuss some of the physical side of things. You know, say they don't want you just jumping into it and going into one of the the, the longer races, uh, because not it's not just the technical side of the sport that you have to look at, but it's also the skill set. So as you are building yourself up physically, you are also having an opportunity over time to build up your skill set on navigation, map reading, um, the, the technical side of that, identifying the, the, the signs and signatures of where you are. So the technical side you've done on another podcast, Wendy, uh, cognitive training. So I can't think of a more applicable sport that combines the ability to think or to think well under physical duress. So that's another, that's another thing that's out there as far as what you can look at 
from your indoor conditioning to complement your outdoor competition is the fact that you want to challenge yourself mentally as well as physically so you have the wherewithal to once you're out in the field and you're and you're at an event to be able to process thought and think logically when you're you know heart rate's high, maybe a little dehydrated, maybe a little hungry, depending on how how well you've prepared. But the, the aspect of being able to technically make decisions while under physical duress, that's, that's the other part of the training that I don't think gets tapped into all that often. More so now than a couple years ago, but when you look at mentally as well as physically challenging yourself at the same time, those are two parts of training that need to be considered and implemented. And there was a ton of information on that, that it is, it, it is a mental game. And when they say it's a game, because you're starting at this one point and you have to learn to navigate your, yourself. And I said this earlier, want to keep in mind, there's not like signs like go this way or go that way. You're trying to figure out what way you need to go. And, you know, I think it's important to think too, you are stressing the mind, you are getting tired, you are getting hungry. But one of the, really one of the things that I liked about not just all the stuff that we're talking about on the physical side was the fact that it really is about team building. I mean, you can do these solo. So some people like to do it and they like to put themselves through that one-on-one they're, they're in competition with themselves and they, they, especially on the longer courses when people don't want to do that. Some, some people do different legs where they meet at a certain point and then they switch. But one of the things that I liked was you, start building a team and then you start saying, okay, who's going to be kind of the leader? Who's the navigator? Who's the one that's going to help with the planning? Who's the one that's going to make sure that these friendships are evolving and that you're showing up for practices? Because like you said, you have to go through and kind of work your way into, into some of this uh, longer duration type uh, orienteering competitions and events. So I liked, I liked the social part because I mean, that's one of the reasons I play tennis. I like, I like to play doubles more than I like to play singles. And it's not that I can't handle double or singles because I'm the one that's responsible for winning and losing, but I like the social aspect. I think, you know, we need that. And I think it's one of those things that I look forward to, especially when I really like playing with a particular partner. So, (laughs) (laughs) so I, I think, I think Wendy with when, when it comes to orienteering again, you're here listening to us, Wendy Batts and myself, Ken Miller here on random fit. And we're talking about, navigating nature's gym and when it comes to orienteering if you haven't researched it research it see what's available to you like i said there are uh, i i I looked up orienteering for my local area so in the oakland san francisco bay area there's a ton a ton of of options as far as introductory classes, which I highly encourage looking into because as I've read through websites, um, there are classes going on basically all the time. At some at some location, there is a class going on or there's something that you can talk to, uh, social groups that, that you can get involved with. But they, they'll tell you what equipment you need, uh, you know, who you can do this with, the expected level of challenge. So research that for your own for your own local area, because there are a lot of options and find, you know, what I'm looking at is what are, what are the easiest places I can get involved with? And there are, there are a ton of options. And 
definitely a lot of family friendly options as well as you said you know i have to think about okay what's the least common denominator physically well that's going to be my youngest so what can he stand what can he do that you know he's not gonna ask for are we almost done are we are we yeah. are we gonna go home soon right so how much longer how much how longer we, how much longer how much farther we got to go Right. Exactly. You better, you better, you better figure out where we are first. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the key takeaway. Remember the three, three major skills when you're going into this is you want to plan, you want to have a picture and direction. So those are the three things, but on, on the physical side, make sure if you are going to get involved in this, that you think about your programming, that you've got good flexibility and mobility within the joints, especially at the foot and ankle and the hip and your, and your shoulders and neck, especially if you're going to be backpacking. I think it's very important too on an activation side that you've got the right muscles firing at the right time. So you think about doing exercises that's going to increase your strength, add speed, agility, and quickness because you're going to need to be agile. You're going to have to move in different directions. You're going to have to move in you know, with your foot and, you know, think about balance because you're going to have to work in different environments with your foot and making sure that your body can withstand that to reduce the chances of injury on the course. And most importantly, I think just have fun. I think that's the big thing that I got. Make it fun, make it social. This is something I think too, if you are stuck in the States and you just want to get out and you're like time to travel, maybe if you decide you're going to go to Sweden or Scandinavia or some of these other countries, that's an amazing way to explore their nature and meet some of their people. So I think it kind of broadens our, our eyes to what's out there and allows us to meet new people and do new things, but also see the country in a or a different country in a totally different light. Yeah. I'll, a hundred percent. I just, I just like it from the, just, it's just something for everybody. That's why we're not talking about how long it takes, how far to go, all the demand, because there's something for everybody. So hopefully next time we talk, Wendy, we'll, we'll be able to share a story or two about our experience orienteering. Hey, you never I, know. <laughs> I, I'm planning on. All right. So for everybody that's listened to us here on Random Fit, both Wendy Batts and I, Ken Miller, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We do encourage you to also like, follow, subscribe, download, share, and more importantly, comment. Let us know what you want us to talk about because a topic like orienteering, that's just, that's just what we do. We're, we're willing to talk about anything that has something to do with fitness. So until next time, everybody, take care and be well.